Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. All right, we're live. Good morning. Good morning at Sisterhood, Thursday morning, 10 a.m. here in Sydney, as always. And I don't know what the time is around the world. I know that if we were in California, it would be 5 p.m. because I've been doing Sisterhood from there for a lot of weeks. But I'm home right now. And look, guys, in my lounge room, in my home. Amen. I've even got friends. Say hi, everyone. Okay, fantastic. So it's good to see some of you. You're jumping on here so fast this morning, girls. How are you? I pray that you're well. I don't know what the weather is like wherever you are in the world or in Australia, but um, it's wet here. So uh, Brian and I have come back to Sydney and honestly, <laughs> I don't know what's happened. My neighbor said, did you bring this weather? And I'm like, no, I am not responsible for the weather. So it's wet, it's damp. It's even cold a little bit, So, um, but that doesn't matter. Fantastic. There's a good heading towards 500 of you this morning. And so I can see my sister Karen, shout out to you up in Queensland. Hallelujah. I can see Chris Jury. I can see Kareth Hags, beautiful. Mary Kappa, Lauren, amazing. So are you well, girls? If you're well, say, I am well. Are we well, everyone? Very well, uh, thank so you. So well, very well. I got, I've got the... Um, <laughs> I've got decibels here this morning, and um, yeah, and I, I'd just like you girls to appreciate the incredible stage design today, amen. We have a, a, an incredible stage installation for, um, for our breast cancer awareness morning, but that aside, so if you've had a birthday this morning, or this week rather, um, let us know so that we can each wish each other a happy birthday, and again, always praying that you're well and that you're strong. And um, full of grace, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Why don't we pray? Father God, I just want to thank you for this morning, that we're just going to take time as a sisterhood to just still our hearts and to um, lean in and as a sisterhood, um, pay attention for a few moments about um, this incredible reality that is the reality of so many women around the world and across Australia. But Lord, we just welcome your Holy Spirit to have your way and just do what you want to do. In Jesus' name, amen. So say amen. I can see Hannah in there. I can see Jackie Brown again. Always Jackie. Beautiful. So faithful. Nick Douglas, how's it? In Melbourne. You've got some freedom down there. Incredible. And Laura. I can see Laura. So um, would you like to meet my puppy? Because again, it's really nice to be home in my house. It is really nice to be amongst friends. Um, but it is really nice. <laughs> I'm not sure. I am navigating. Girls, I am back in baby land. Okay, give me a... Oh my gosh, it's enormous. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> praise the Lord. So, would you just like to say hello to my new baby? His name is Lido Rockstar. <coughs> and uh, he's, um, he's actually really nice. He's really nice. So, say hello to the ladies. There you go. Isn't he beautiful? Amen. All right. 
Yes, acting very angelic. Was not angelic this morning when I was trying to get ready. But anyway, God is good. All right, um, like I said, it's October fight month and I've got some friends here to help me with this. Just getting the dog slobber off my face. Um, and um, I really, again, pray that today will be um, warm, friendly, um, just inspiring, helpful. And I really actually do pray it'll be actually a little bit miraculous. How about that? How about more than a little bit miraculous? How about totally miraculous? And I'll tell you why, because yesterday morning, now I'm breathless when I handle that puppy. Um, yesterday morning I woke up and I actually, I don't know, I don't know if it's, just, if it's like this for you. I don't know if it's like this for you, Kaz. Does God talk to you in the waking moments? Yeah. He does. And in the shower. And in the shower. Yeah. That's good. He's, <laughs> he's not embarrassed about that. I don't know what it is whether we've slept and been still and there's room for the Spirit of God to speak to us. But I woke up yesterday morning and I sensed the Holy Spirit. Oh, puppy fur out of my mouth. I sensed the Holy Spirit actually say words to this effect. Um... Every day from now on, Bobby, every day from now on, every day going forward, every single day, I felt God said this, every single day going forward into this crazy season that is full of change and in many ways still uncertainty around the globe, um, believe for Holy Ghost miracles. And I know that that would be logical and we would expect that, but I actually felt the Holy Spirit say that. And I'm thinking, why would he say that to yesterday morning? Could it have been that? Like at 11.25 p.m. the night before, I was lying in bed reading the message um, Bible on my phone. And I was reading from Acts chapter 1. And I read yet again about the Holy Spirit. And so I just want to read you. I actually printed it out. But I just want to read you what I read as I went to sleep. And so, that, you know, Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's empowering his New Testament church. And he says, but you must wait for what the Father promised. You must wait for what the Father promised, the promise that you heard me speak of. John baptized in water, obviously, but you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit and soon. And then the disciples, Acts chapter 1, they question again because they're naive. They don't know what's taking place. I mean, we've got to cut them a little bit of space here. They're like, so when will the timing of this be? When will your kingdom come? And in verse 8, he reminds them, he says, you don't get to know the time. You've heard me and us share on this very many times, but he says, you actually don't get to know the time. Timing is the Father's business, but what you get is the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be able to be my witnesses. And so again, I went to sleep meditating in the Holy Spirit and woke up and sensed Spirit of God saying, yeah, every day now, go forward because it's only in the Holy Spirit that we're actually going to navigate these days. It's only in the Holy Spirit that we're going to actually have the wherewithal to know what to do. And the Holy Spirit, again, dog, dog here in my mouth, but the Holy Spirit, um, he is the spirit of truth. He is the one who guides us, who convicts us, who reveals um, truth to the world. And I love how it says here, you will be able to be my witnesses. And there's a lot of us in life who face life and think, I'm not able to do this. I know what scripture teaches. I know, I know what the word says and I believe it, but you haven't yet got the revelation. And for all of us, it is going to be the Holy Spirit enabling us. And so I just want to encourage you, hey, if any of you are listening in from, I don't know where you, there's, I don't know where you're all coming from necessarily, but if you're going through a challenge today, um, 
I just want to encourage you that I believe the Holy Spirit desires to make himself known to you so that he can actually lead you to truth. He can lead you to the Father. He can lead you to Christ. He can lead you to answers. And um, let's always remember that Jesus came to reveal the Father and then he entrusted the Holy Spirit to us. And it's the Holy Spirit who's going to enable us to see miracles. He's going to make us able. I can't do the days that are ahead without his enabling. I have a friend right now who's going through a crisis situation and um, they are alone. The people who are closest to, the, to them cannot get to them because nobody can travel. And I know, I know, I, I'm, I said to this person, it sounds cliche, it sounds, of course, this is what we would say, but you, you need to hide yourself in the Holy Spirit. You need to find the Holy Spirit because he's going to enable you in this season. Amen. So I, I went a little bit deep there, but that's okay. So um, today, <clears throat> I thought it would be really nice. Everyone clear your throat with me. Um, if we just had a little bit of a tag team chair happening at Bobby's house, which is why I've got these people alongside. And um, they're keen to speak into your life. And so I am going to get off the chair and Cass Langton is going to jump on the chair and just navigate a little bit of um, encouragement, inspiration. And she's got a couple of beautiful things up her sleeve, okay? So if you're on the chat and you all are, I can see you there. Fantastic. Welcome. Welcome to everyone, hey? Welcome to Sisterhood. Just put your hands together, do a clap emoji and just welcome Decibels. <laughs> and I'm just going to sit in her chair, amen? Beautiful. Okay. Good morning, good morning. It's so lovely to be in your house, at Bobby's house, actually. Um, I hope you're well. And um, I have confident expectation that God is about to meet with us. We've got a few different things planned this morning. And Rachel Helms is here because she's one of our incredible worship leaders. So by the end of the morning, we're actually going to sing over you and prophesy and believe God to turn your homes into places of sanctuary and sacred spaces. So I think we're going to have some fun. But why I'm here is because um, early in 2005, I went through my own health journey and it was not breast cancer, but it was actually a really rough time that taught me a lot of life lessons. See, my son was born and immediately I started to feel the effects of rheumatoid arthritis in all of my joints. And um, I can remember, I was meant to be so excited about having this new little baby, but actually I was in so much pain that I, um, I think the joy was actually stripped away from the season a little bit. And so I had to learn how to re-navigate that. Um, when I saw the doctor initially, Rich was away and he said to me, you're going to be in a wheelchair within six weeks. And the shock of that was actually overwhelming. I took myself home and um, I went to my mum and dad's. So I sat on the couch. I cried myself to sleep. And I think I slept for four or five hours from the shock. And then I got up and went home and opened my Bible and went, okay, God, how are we going to do this? Because I don't want to abandon you in this season. And I want you um, to have my heart and I actually want to get through it. And so I think over the course of um, a year, I actually learned a lot of keys that have been kind of life forming and shaping for me from there on in. So I'm gonna share a couple of things. Bobby always says, if my journey could teach you anything. And so I'm gonna share with you the five things that I think I learned from that journey and that season in my life. But I think they've become keys every time I faced a crisis or every time I have faced a new challenge. Um, and they're pretty simple and they're real and they're practical. So I hope that they would help you. So if you've got a pen and paper, um, write them down and maybe you can share them with a friend who is going through something or you can um, take them for yourself. So the first thing that I learned was that when it comes to sickness or when it comes to life, I need to have faith 
in a God, not faith in healing. So faith in God, not faith in healing. It's really easy, particularly in our Pentecostal world, because we all believe in miracles and we've seen God at work to actually esteem the healing more than we esteem God. And I had people go, you're going to get your miracle and it's going to be fantastic and um, God's going to heal you because he loves you. And the truth is... um, God is God and God loves me whether he heals me or he doesn't heal me. God loves me because I am his and my focus was actually to turn my attention on God, not actually become so earnest and strive for a miracle. Um, Do you know what? I think that our hope is for something way beyond healing. Our hope is in a person and his name is Jesus. And so when I was first confronted with the diagnosis, what I had to do and what was helpful for me, I'm not telling you what to do, I'm telling you what I did, is that I sat at home and I went, what is the worst thing that could ever happen to me here? And I went, what the doctor's saying, I'm going to end up in a wheelchair, I'm not going to walk, I'm going to be 30 and not be able to climb um, climbing frames with my kids, not be able to do all those sort of things. Okay, if that's the worst that can happen to me, is God still God? And I went, okay, yep, God is still God. I am like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, where... I know God is well able to deliver me, but even if he doesn't, then I will still determine to worship him. And the truth is, I actually went a little bit further. I went, okay, worst case scenario, I die. What does the Bible teach me about that? It teaches me to live as Christ and to die as gain. The Bible frames our hope in something beyond this life. It says we're just passing through. You know, C.S. Lewis said, um, what's ahead of us is far better than anything that we will ever leave behind. And the thing that I love about Bobby is often she talks about heaven and she stirs our heart towards what's to come. And the truth is, like, life is an unknown, but we trust a God who actually knows what it is and he will navigate us through, and that is in sickness and in health. And so if I can encourage you anything, it's that adjust your perceptions realize that this life is temporal and trust God to heal you be like David with his child like he prayed earnestly when his child was sick and when God made a decision he then got up and got on with it and so that is my first thing faith in God not faith in healing second thing is this you just got to do what you can so like for all of us I think there's a real practical side of um, sickness where you need to eat well. Your body is an incredible thing and God has made it so that it can heal itself under the right conditions lots of times. So you eat well. When I got sick, I actually came home and I was extreme. I got Jordan Rumid's book off the shelf and I went, you know what? I'm going to actually throw out all my white flour, white sugar, white everything. I wish I could say I'm still there, but I'm not. (laughs) But I, um, I modified my diet. I read everything that I could read about what can I do for myself right now. I chose to sleep well. I started to exercise. I saw doctors. I actually listened to what they said. I took my medicine. I um, like To be honest, if they're telling you to have an operation, then do the things that you're told to do. Um, basic things. Keep turning up to church. Like for me, when I was sick, it was actually crippling to turn up to church and I would walk in feeling like an old lady and I was embarrassed and it didn't actually feel awesome to kind of... Um, walk in the building where I'd walked in so confidently and I, I wanted to hide and I wanted to not be seen. Oh, I don't know why it makes me cry anyway. Yeah. But the people of God actually are incredible and church is beautiful and worship washes over us and faith is put in your spirit and you actually stand next to people who you know have been sick, who have got their miracle. You stand next to people who you know have navigated life crisis and they sing for you when you can't sing for yourself and they believe with you when you can't do that. Find a good connect group. Find people who will come around you. Like we all have a responsibility in seasons to um, continue to live. So 
just don't go to bed and not get up anymore. So do so what nice. you can. Okay, the next thing <coughs> is, I think I learned that I needed to connect and disconnect. And by that, I mean, I don't know if you've ever read, like looked at Google, but as soon as you get a diagnosis, you go to Google. And if I Google anything, like if I have a sore throat and I start Googling, I've got throat cancer. If I Google, I, like stuff is actually out there that can make you believe things that aren't real. And I think you have to be very careful where you're getting your information from in seasons that are uncertain. So you need to connect to the right things. The Bible says wisdom is a... Um, it says in Proverbs 4, 6 to 7, Do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. Wisdom is supreme, therefore get wisdom. Although it costs you everything, get understanding. And I would say that is so important when you're sick. Like, go for wisdom. Go for the wise answers, the right way to navigate that. Listen to God, but listen to wise counsel. And then don't listen to things that create and stir fear in you, that make you believe things are bigger than they are, more overwhelming, worse. Like, we've all seen friends do that. I've done it with my kids when I've Googled things. So just be careful. Connect and disconnect. And then the next thing that I learned was to be patient in affliction. Romans 12, 12 says this, be joyful in hope and patient in affliction and faithful in prayer. Don't you think that's really beautiful? So you find joy in our hope, but you are patient with what has come against you and you continue to be faithful in prayer. Now, I learned that endurance in seasons is actually an incredible witness to God's work in your life. I would sit in, um, in doctor suites and people would go, how do you have such peace? How are you so patient? How is, how is it that you're not stressed or concerned? How is it you have a little baby next to you and a little toddler, but you seem so peaceful? Wow. And in that, I realized sometimes I think God asks us to go through things um, not even for ourselves, but for those who are watching on and looking at us, for those who are actually doing the journey with us. And our faith and our trust and our patience actually points to a God in heaven who is in this and walking through it with us. So I think that's interesting. Richard and I were talking this morning. He said when he was a little boy, he can remember going to school and... Um, it was in grade two and the, the RE teacher got up and he said, you know what, God is always listening to your prayers. But he has three ways of answering them. He says yes to some prayers, he says no to some prayers, and he says um, wait to others. I think that sometimes when you're sick, it's really easy to be praying for something and to feel like God's not listening. Like I've heard lots of girls go, um, in this season, God's not listening. God's always listening. He may not bring the answer that you want right now, but he is always listening and he always answers those three ways. You know, Tim Keller says something incredible. He goes, God answers the prayers that you pray the way he knows to pray them, not um, answer them, not the ways you wish he would. And so he sees the bigger picture and he's answering questions that you're not necessarily answering, but you would ask those questions if you knew. I don't know if that makes any sense because it's kind of convoluted. There you go. Um, next one is you've got to let others in. So part of being community of faith means that we've actually got each other and that is what the sisterhood is, hey, we come alongside each other. And Bobby has constantly been saying, we come alongside um, widows, orphans, like there's also, but we come alongside each other and we carry each other's burdens. They say the burden shared is a burden halved. And that means that um, for us, if you're sick or you're going through a challenge, you actually have to have healthy expectations on others. So they can't do the journey for you and they can't take all of the pressure off you, but they can do practical little things and be there. I can remember pastoral care calling me in my season of um, 
really wrestling with this. And they went, we're going to come around and we're going to clean your house. And, we're going to, and I went, no, 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 you can't do that. I was so embarrassed to accept help. And Betty Johnson said to me, you would help others. Mm -hmm. So let us help you. And she said, if you let us help you, then we will expect you to turn around when you're well beautiful. and help others well again. And so I think there's something really beautiful about that perspective where you go, okay, right now, I'm going to need the help, but then when I don't need the help, I'm going to help others. And if you've got friends who are sick, being mindful, like actually having eyes open of the simple little things that you can do. Take a kid to school, um, offer to bring a dinner. You know, for me, one of the greatest things that my friends did, Nikki Seely actually would turn up and she'd just go, I've just come to pray. I'm going to pray quickly, but I've just come to hold your hands and pray with you. And she would literally pop in five minutes and then she would keep going. But it was such a blessing because when I didn't have faith to believe for things, she actually had faith for me. Um, and then the last thing is this. I think you have to control the environment around you. And by that, I think we have a responsibility to create pathways to the presence of God, which I love. Um, there's a Psalm, Psalm 25, 14, it says, There's a private place reserved for the lovers of God, where they sit near him and receive revelation secrets of his promises. You know, if you're wondering why God feels so silent in some of these seasons, maybe it's because you haven't chosen to open your Bible. That Bible is full of his words yeah. and what he is saying to you. And so instead of waiting for somebody else to give you a word or somebody else to believe for you, open the Bible and let him speak life over you. And if you don't know where to start, start in the Psalms because they are so encouraging. And they are David's prayers that he has prayed for um, when he's been in tough times, when he's been in good times. So let... Let ancient prayers fill your mouth to God if you don't know what to pray. Um, I think we, we talked about last week, but you can control the environment in your home by putting worship music on, by actually um, allowing songs to silence the fear and to still your spirit and to bring you into the presence of God. And then I think there's some real practical things. I think in your home, keep it clean. Um, <coughs> buy yourself a bunch of flowers, whatever makes you feel good. Like, a good face cream. Like actually choose to change the environment from not being um, depressed and heavy, but being an environment of life. So that's what I think at the moment. They are my five things that I have learned. And I think I have learned to apply them to many, many things. And then um, last week at Team Night, we spoke a little bit about hope is like. And I think that hope matters so much in this season. And I have a dear friend, Hannah Hobbs, who actually um, has wrestled lots with what hope is and has been on her own health journey. So I thought if it was okay, we might just dial her in and have a quick chat with her for a second and hear some of her wisdom and she will actually help us um, with what comes next <coughs> before our lovely Rachel Helms leads us. Beautiful. So there you oh, go. So good. I look, oh, look at that. that so good. Do you want to say hi to Hannah? Hello. Hi. It's so good to see you. Welcome home. Thank you. You look amazing. Oh, thanks. I've got my own little set going on here. I must admit, I'm going to just confess right at the beginning of this, these flowers are 100% fake. Oh, well done. That's oh, right. Our balloons are hey. plastic. That was so good. Oh, thank you. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. Okay. Talk. <laughs> Hannah, hi. Hi, Cass. You know, you are one of my friends that carries the burden. We have a really fun chat called The Unicorns. And um, I love the power of good friends that carry each other's burdens. We pray about a whole lot of things. We share ridiculous stories. There are memes. And friendship is a pretty powerful tool, hey? Absolutely. It, it, I love what you were saying just then. It's like um, we stand with each other. And even on Sunday night, you know, when 
Pastor Brian was talking at church and just talking, he was actually talking about mental health in case anyone didn't hear it. But one of the things he said, it just reminded me about then. It's like, even in your lowest point or when you're in a tough place, it's like, go and be there for someone else and show up for someone else and watch what happens in your own life too. And so I love what you're saying, Cass, just about coming alongside each other and you, you have people come alongside you and then you are in, incredible at coming alongside other people. But yeah, it's so cool. Okay. And then I loved what Bobby was saying about the Holy Spirit is our great come alongside. And he, like we were reading on Thursday night, may the God of green hope fill your believing lives to overflowing with hope, right? Yes, we were. Like this verse that goes, that is part of what the Holy Spirit does in us. So I wondered if you would talk a little bit for a second about what you think hope is like. Yes. Um, I mean, this was, like you said, at Team Night last week, our theme, you kind of gave us this theme, hope. And initially I'm kind of like, okay, hope, of course. Like it's such a familiar theme we talk about as believers and Christians. But um, I wrote down a few thoughts. I hope I'll just read a few of the things I shared on Thursday night as well. But I, one of the things I said was like, hope is like that feeling you feel, that anticipation you feel when someone else shares their breakthrough story or you hear about how someone got a miracle and there's that little sense inside of you, like, could I have that too? Like, could that be something that happens in my life? I think hope is like, yeah, just that sense that I know it could be possible, but is it? You know, you kind of caught in between this sense of, God, could you really do that in me? Or, you know, and... I, I was saying to you recently, Cass, like, I feel like, as Bobby says a lot, like, there's been a lot of silver linings in this year. And one of the things for me has been, like, I've been reminded, I think, prompted by the Holy Spirit of these moments I had when I was a young teenager and first falling in love with Jesus and learning how to follow him. And one really specific memory that keeps coming to mind for me is um, I play I play instruments, like I play music and and um, I remember sitting in the backyard of my parents' house and, and just having my guitar as like the middle of the day playing. And I probably would have been like 14, 15 years old or something. And just at the, on the cusp of discovering the presence of God and what it could truly mean for me. And I remember just sitting there, I would sit there for a long time, like hours and just play and play and play outside. And um, I remember having this overwhelming like sense of like, this is it. Like being in the presence of God, trusting, being dependent, um, just being okay just to be and stay and not always having all the answers or having the exact prayers to pray or, you know, doing everything perfectly, but just living in that place of dependence is everything. And it's just so funny, like you can drift so easily from that, even, um, you know, for you and I, we both happen to work at a church, at Hillsong Church. And so like, essentially you would think, oh my gosh, you guys would have it all down. But that return to those early salvation moments and when you first discover dependence and trust and listening to the Holy Spirit, I feel like for me, that has been a silver lining this year, just remembering and the Holy Spirit reminding me of those those early times of discovery and just being in the presence of God and staying and not moving for a bit and allowing yourself just to rest and to exhale essentially in his presence and trusting God. Like you said before, like he's our father and he's there for us and he wants to move in our lives, you know? So yeah, it's funny, but it's been a sweet little kind of 
little silver lining in this time. So practical question for girls. Yeah. Have you ever had a time where you just don't feel like worshipping, but you know you need to? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, on a practical note, to be honest, sometimes being gathering as the church has been in, in a way a bit of an accountability because it's like no matter how you're feeling, that service rolls around and whether you're in the congregation or leading people in worship, you have to make the switch. And sometimes I feel like that switch can be really drastic. It's like you're, you're feeling disappointed. You're feeling heavy hearted. You're feeling like, God, I just can't get above this place or whatever. But then to make that switch and transition is actually quite a drastic move. And you just have to throw yourself in. I mean, this is literally just coming to mind right now, but uh, you know, at the end of last year, many people know, like one of our dear friends, one of our Bethel friends, like tragically lost her little baby girl, Olive. And I remember we woke up to that news on a Sunday morning and it was just, we were, you, we were all just, you know, it was full on. Um, and then we went straight into church and I remember standing there alongside some of my best friends front row at Waterloo in the city at Danks and just, we got to worship. There's nothing else we can do right now. And even now there we have hope because we have eternity and she has eternity with Jesus. And so the, the switch was drastic that day. And it's not always like that. Sometimes it's just like you're in a bad mood and you need to worship, you know, and get over yourself a little bit. But, but yeah, I think some, often you don't feel like it. But when you do make the switch, everything changes. The atmosphere of your heart, your mind, everything kind of opens up and you remember God, you know. And so, yeah, it's a... Uh, I don't know what you think about this. Maybe you have a different thought, but sometimes it's okay just to stand in worship and let people sing for you when you can't sing for yourself. Because I can think of times where I've been so heavy in worship and I have like just actually let the words um, be somebody else's confession over me until I can find the words. And it, sometimes it's taken weeks because I've been going through stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's the same for you, Cass, but you know, so many people keep, talking about how much they miss gathering together as a church. And the number one thing I hear people say, um, which maybe this is just because I'm connected to the creative team, I don't know, but it's like it's, <laughs> I, miss, I miss the corporate worship. Like yeah. I miss singing together. I miss, I miss all the voices of the church singing worship together. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, so thankful for songs as well. Again, I'm so biased, but... But I'm so thankful for songs because it's true. Like sometimes songs put the words in your mouth that you don't know and don't have at that time, but they're right there for you on the screen or in your car or whatever. And you can just sing a prayer in faith and allow your heart to catch up. Um, and I know we're going to worship this morning as well, but yeah, that's the power of it. It's like, we don't just want to sing for people. Um, we, we sometimes have to put the song out in faith and then sing it, and then allow our lives and our hearts to catch up. And Bobby was talking this morning about how sometimes in the mornings she wakes up like with a revelation thought. Um, more often than not, I was going to say it, but I went, oh, I don't know if I should say it, but more often than not, I awaken with like a song, a worship song, that I, I sometimes I imagine that maybe heaven's singing over me in the night, and then, do you, like, do you ever wake up with worship songs? And then David says in the Psalms, um, it says, I will awaken the dawn with the instrument. And the sound of my voice I love like maybe 
song has a place for bringing, heralding in a new day or a new way of thinking? Yes. I mean, initially my first thought to both of you guys is voice memo those songs. You never know what's in there. Maybe there's like a song to be written. So <laughs> voice memo it, sing it in. If it's a heaven song, record it. Let's talk. Um, but to be honest with you, this is not meant, I'm not trying to be funny, but most of the times I wake up in the morning to like two screaming little people. <laughs> but that's just the honest truth. Um, but yeah. I wake up in no bread and milk in the fridge again. <laughs> yes, something like that. But yeah, I know what you're saying. It's like, I love a new day, to be honest. I love it when the day is new and there's this sense of, even when you uh, go through um, something and you're heavy hearted at night, sometimes a good sleep and you wake up and you just feel like that. Literally, it's, it sounds, it's very Bible, but it's like that, the new mercy of God for that day. And so I love it, fresh morning. Okay, so at Allah, I feel like you had a new mercies of God moment in worship that maybe might look like that, but I wondered if you would share a little bit. Yeah, sure. I mean, for me, I've, I'm just like on this early kind of journey of like, I guess, to be honest, my first health challenge that I've, I can really think of. Um, and yeah, basically, my sister received a funny like report, medical report, and no, you know, it was just on my mind. I had it, I had this like kind of gut feeling like, and that's, that's a weird report. And she was kind of following through with that. And I remember being at color basically and that atmosphere, you know, everybody knows who's been, but that sense of just being in the presence of God morning, afternoon, night, you're worshiping all the time. It's so good. And um, I felt this prompting like a Holy spirit prompting, that I needed to follow through and check up on something. And so as a result, right after color one, I followed through and went to see my GP and then got referred to a specialist and discovered a challenge. It's, I'm not, it's not dire, just in case anyone's like, whoa, what's happening? But it's serious enough. And um, yeah, it was really interesting to me just how you can, you know, I'm, I love Jesus. I'm, I'm so full of faith and but I'm also a very uh, practical in some senses as well. And so I guess it was that mix between a prompting from God, but also just the wisdom to try and follow through and be diligent with it and follow that little leading. And it led to discovering some stuff that really does need to get sorted, you know? And so I don't know if that makes sense. It's a bit of, it's both spiritual, but also like this feeling of, okay, we've got to follow through and, and do our due diligence. And like the, the Bible talks about our bodies are a temple of the Holy spirit. And it's like, cool. So if that's the case, like you said, you've got to eat well, you've got to exercise, you've got to follow through, take care of yourself. And I love, what I love about that is that um, in worship, God just prompts you. Yeah. Because I feel like worship just creates space to take your eyes off yourself and lift your eyes onto him and then let him actually speak to you about the things that he wants to remind you. And it also helps us to remember just how big he is and how magnificent and how he's organising and ordering our lives um, in him. And so I don't know, but I thought maybe it could be really beautiful to ask Rach yes. to come and create a really beautiful space now. We've never done this on Instagram before, guys, and it might go horribly wrong, but it also might be really beautiful. And um, I don't know if I'm allowed to tell Rach, but Rach has been through a pretty rough year with one of her friends passing away from cancer. 
I'm just going to tell you. told on Thursday night, so I, I can tell. But um, she's actually had to fight for hope and to hold on to hope, and she's had to actually find her song. And so I feel like this morning it's real costly for her to bring that. And so I'm going to ask you if you would just still your heart, take a deep breath in, and actually breathe in the Holy Spirit, create a little tiny sanctuary. It'll only be like a five-minute moment, but we're going to sing over you. She's going to prophesy, and we're actually just going to believe that wherever you are, Jesus is going to walk into your home, and he's going to still your heart, and he's going to put things in order. So, Han, maybe you want to jump off, and Rachel will jump in, and we will worship. Good morning, everyone. Feel free to sing along. Um, as Cass said, we're going to worship. Um, there is so much faith and so much hope built as we do so. So let's sing together. Oh, Jesus. 
together one last time make us a vessel so make me a vessel make me an offering make me whatever you want me to be I came here with nothing but all you have given me Jesus, bring new wine out of me. Jesus, bring new wine. Amen. Out of me. <laughs> okay. That was stunning. And God is present. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Stay here. Okay. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> a different kind of morning, but I really do pray that um, you have sensed the presence of God. And, um, you know, I'm going to give you an early mark in, in some ways from what is our normal Thursday, but um, I really want to encourage you in communion. And what's going to happen, um, like I said at the front end, um, across all our locations is girls who are struggling or people who are whatever their scenario, whether it's breast cancer, or whether it's another condition like Hannah shared so beautifully or whatever it is. Um, our pastoral team have actually been in contact and they've invited girls to come into what is going to be um, a very special national Zoom at 12 o'clock, all right? So if you are wanting that and think, I, I'm not in this, how can I do that? You need to contact your um, campus pastors now if you can. But that aside, I'm going to ask all of our girls 
who are on and there's you know towards 900 of you have stayed this morning i want to ask you at 12 o'clock midday baby midday hey come on let's revisit that again to really be praying for that communion moment so i think it'll be like 10 15 minutes with all these people to really join and pray you're going to have a, some time to have coffee and attend to your children or work or whatever but at 12 o'clock set your alarm afresh and let's really pray that the miraculous will take place because i believe the miraculous Holy Spirit wants to do the miraculous and you heard Kaz teach so beautifully. I mean, Kaz, thank you. I mean, seriously, that was stunning. So much gold. You are a miracle. <laughs> Amen. And you're a miracle and I'm a miracle. And this right. guy here, this beautiful guy here, Hayden. You can't see him, but anyway, he's here, the guitar. Like, like, as long as I don't drop it. There we go. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we're all walking miracles and you know, even if you're just going through a crisis moment, and I believe that women watching are, you know what, Holy Spirit is for us. Amen. Okay, jump out for one minute. I'm going to do some housekeeping. <laughs> so, um, communion, all right? And just before we go, so don't disappear on me right now, but before we go, I just want to just highlight we're always wanting to bring resource to our sisterhood, amen, even in COVID, lockdown, online um, you know, reality. But um, so on the Color Sisterhood, we're going to load up some links and some <clears throat> pathways um, for you to, for the practical side of you, if, if you're, uh, when it comes to awareness and those pathways, so we're going to load that up. Then one other thing I felt to do was um, in 2018 on our pink morning, our sisterhood morning that we would normally have like in the convention center and then around the country, um, we had a beautiful morning. And it was the morning where I spoke and talked to the reality. And then Pastor Donna Crouch interviewed with a beautiful woman, Alex Garner, who in recent times, only in the last few weeks, has actually graduated to heaven. So when she was sharing her testimony, she was in remission. And here's the deal. I, you know, I watched it again last night and I thought, um, in light of the fact that she has graduated to heaven, should, should we um, make this available again? It's already on the Hillsong channel, but I can load it into our iGram history as another resource for yourself or for a friend. And um, we spoke to um, Francois, her husband, and he said, yes, please. In fact, he was reading books about heaven. And so what I feel in Alex's testimony and story is faith and trust and just courage. And um, I watched it objectively yesterday, and I thought, you know what? Her testimony, her, her story, even though she has graduated to heaven and is probably watching us this morning, is as strong as Cass's testimony and story and Rachel's testimony and story. Amen. And Hannah's and everyone. So um, those things are available for you, all right? So girls, I'm going to give you sort of an early mark and uh, you're going to have a beautiful day. Thank you for joining us. If you're from anywhere else around the world, we love you. You're always welcome here. Our door is always open. And uh, we just pray God's blessing upon you today. And don't forget midday to be praying for our sisters. In Jesus' name. And um, tonight is your last team night. For the season? Yeah. For the season. Make a prayer next week. <laughs> make a prayer next week. And church is going to be great. And I, I just pray that you lent in to the heart and soul of vision on the weekend and realized, hey, regardless of what is going on in the world, the kingdom of God is advancing. And I said something somewhere. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Nothing's new under the sun. But it's like it doesn't matter which way the world goes. Revival is still coming. And revival needs to stir in our hearts, amen, and the Holy Spirit. And so in Jesus' name, Father, I thank you for every girl, every gentleman who has um, lent in today. I thank you for my friends here. And, Lord, we just commit ourselves to you, Father God. And we pray that today 
this yeah. Thursday will be a miraculous Thursday yeah. in Jesus' name. Amen. So everyone said, yay, and you go have a fabulous day, and we'll go water and pee the, part, um, the puppy. No, right? Yes. We'll play with the puppy now. <laughs> okay, I love you guys. See ya. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.